Welcome to Avant-Garde Book Storytime. I am Shri Hardy, and today I will continue reading this great book called M.T. Higgins the Great. It was written by Virginia Hamilton in 1974, and it is the winner of a Newbery Medal. I'll start with page 14. Well, he was eating his lunch real careful and slow, like he wasn't that hungry. He looked more tired than hungry and more blue than tired. I guess he finally figured out that folks had been putting him on. A hundred and fifty years made up last week. He didn't look like he was very happy about that. Wonder why a a one made last week ain't no good. Maybe that wasn't it at all, MC said. Maybe what he got wasn't any good. Maybe, then said, anyhow, here's the part you're waiting for. He had on some of the prettiest boots I ever did see. A real baby soft leather, man and shining like two black stars. And the hat was leather too. MC asked. The hat was suede, then said. And the jacket was suede too. And the pants must have cost more than $30. They sat above the stream in odd silence with great steel trees leaning near. Finally, Finn broke the quiet. I told him all about your mama. I didn't lie one bit. He'll come over as excited as he was. What will you say to him? Not much at first, MC said. Seems like I've been waiting forever for him to come. So I might as well wait to see what he'll offer. He grinned. And if he's really going to do something for mama, I'll ask for some money. You know, just enough for us to pack up with some new clothes so we can travel on out of here. You really believe he's going to make your mama a star? Ben asked. He saw MC stiffen. Quickly, Ben added, Sure, we'll hate to see you leave. Uncomfortably, he looked away from MC. I'll come back, maybe, MC said kindly. See if you be still swinging, he laughed softly. Is your daddy going to want to leave the mountain, Ben asked. MC went tight as a drum inside. What you want us to do? Let Mama go off all by herself, huh? With some dude we don't even know? I was just asking, Ben said. Shh, don't talk so loud. I know you have to get out of, out from under the spoil heap. I just can't see why you think some. Abruptly, he left off, afraid of upsetting MC again. I'm wasting my time, MC said. Have to get out on here. He loosened the vine around him, pumping his body slightly. He slid to the ground next to the stream. Why can't you stay? Ben said. Ben sighed. MC sighed. You know why. Ben never wanted him to leave, because the dude might already be at home. Well, I'll walk you part way, Ben offered. Suit yourself, MC said. But we'd better say so long here in case we run into somebody. Although they were only a few feet apart, MC raised his hand in a wave. Bye, Ben said. You keep yourself cool, you hear? MC told him. Ben sat dangling above the stream, odd-looking and shriveled, festering on the vine. Ben, I'll be back maybe on Wednesday. Maybe I'll see you before then, on the paths, Ben said. Okay. MC turned from the ancient place of vines and of mist. They scrambled up the steep side of the ravine as fast as he scrambled up the steep side of the ravine as fast as he could go. 
At the top, he stopped to look down. There was Ben coming toward the side, ready to climb. MC pushed through the weeds into the woods. In less than five minutes, Ben was somewhere off the path, stalking MC from behind. The thought that Ben was near but unseen was all right with MC. Although MC was still edgy, he felt his senses become heightened with minute sight and sound. Where he moved and saw, Ben was moving and seemed the same. The fact was a comfort. He's my spirit, MC thought. He can see me and everything around me and the path too, good old spirit. Only a few miles from the Ohio River, they were in the country where once, no more than 10 years ago, there had been elk and deer. It was still deep country where people liked nothing better than the quiet of staying close to home. Boys MC's age endured school in the steel town of Harrington. Awkward, with twitching hands and no pine needles to touch or branches to hang from. In class, tongue-tied, they thought themselves stupid. Their teachers thought them slow. They endured it all until time to go home and to live again. Ingenious in the woods. Hills were crisscrossed with footpaths and animal trails. Only a hunter like MC could distinguish the telltale signs of trails. Anyone could follow the footpaths. Some had names for long ago, such as We Woman Paths, Mighty High, and Mighty Low. There were still some old, rutted wagon roads, which deadened at blinds and began anew up steel heat slopes. A few of the roads near coal seams had been broadened and flattened smooth by machines. No one MC knew walked the roads. As always, MC kept to Sarah's high path. It ran the length of the plateau, shouldered by hills, with Kiel's Mound at one end of it and Sarah's Mountain at the other. Where the woods angled up and then down sharp inclines, MC had no sweeping view in any direction. He could see the path ahead of him, and he could sometimes see miles of blue sky above. There were houses scattered throughout the plateau, but the path veered away from them. To reach a house hidden, MC would have to take a lesser path branching off from Sarah's High. He could hear birds singing, some doves and quail. When Bob White sang in the morning, it meant rain to come in the night. He heard the drone of catydids rising and falling. His own breathing was loud in his head, in his ears gnats whined thinly, and he could feel close, damn heat. MC, Ben's voice light on the air, as if he had spoken within MC's mind. There's somebody. So near him, off the path, MC was startled. Someone was ahead of MC on Sarah's high probably some woman going into town. He knew everybody within a square mile of Sarah's Mountain. He knew them by sight. If not to say more than good morning, MC studied the figure, but she didn't move with any kind of ease. It's not any woman, it's a girl. He bent his knees slightly so he could move silently on his toes. He knew Ben would be doing the same. Think it's Mary. Willis people lived in the South Plateau, quite near Sarah's Mountain. Mary was one of the daughters and not much older than MC. She was as strong as any boy, 
and she would slap you for looking at her. Mary had thick, coarse hair that was black, shiny, and almost straight. Some Indian blood, MC's mother had told him. That long hair holds all of her strength. You just see how weak she is if you twist her hand around. MC grinned again. Mary Willis was as strong as a horse. He knew because thinking she had no strength. He had caught her once on the path. Coming up noisily behind her, the way he knew how to stalk, he had grabbed her arms and tried to pin them. He had whispered that he thought she was just so nice. MC, you let me go. He had tried to steal a kiss right from her cheek, leaning around her pretty hair. He'd almost made it. Mary Willis broke his grasp and hit him with her fist. Made my nose bleed a minute too, MC remembered. He was now within 10 feet of the figure ahead of him. Catch her again? But it wasn't Mary. He knew in a moment. The one ahead of him didn't look any like anyone from the hills. She carried a bundle. It was a round kind of green cloth sack on rope fixed with slip knots on her back. She moved warily, glancing to either side of the path. A stranger. MC stalked expertly, tense, with a hunter's joy of discovery. Strangers didn't often come into these hills alone. When they did come, they took pictures of hills and houses, even of weeds and rocks. To MC's amazement, they picked anything that bloomed, even when it was poison. And usually they ended up getting themselves lost. Once some of them had come up Sarah's mountain to get a view, they'd asked for water, but seeing Jones, MC's father, they had backed off. I got them some water, MC thought. So what did they do? They had watched Jones. They came near to smooth water over their necks and faces, but they wouldn't drink. Smiling and nodding at MC, quickly they had gone down the mountainside. MC never did figure out whether they feared well water or his father. The girl on the path ahead of him now wasn't one of them. He could see her dark skin showing beneath a light blue shirt. MC stalked nearer, close enough for her to hear him. Right on her heels, he gave her a low whistle, knowing he was wrong to scare her. He had a loud screaming whistle through his teeth, just as if he was older and whistled at girls every day. She kept on walking. He couldn't tell if he had frightened her. She reached back to adjust the bundle on her pack. Turning sideways, but not missing a stride, she gave MC a look that slowed him down. She wouldn't bother to yell at him. The look seemed to say, let alone hit him. He had time to notice she wore a clump of bracelets when suddenly she walked off path into the trees. MC listened. By the quickening swish, swish of pine boughs, he knew the moment she discovered Ben and broke into a run. Wow, boys and girls, I'm ending at page 19. We'll continue reading MC Higgins the Great. Um, until I get the book finished, well, I hope you're enjoying this, sh- this book and have a very beautiful day. Just continue reading and continue learning. You are brilliant.